I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this is Curate Curiosity. This episode is brought to you by The Weekend Cookbook. If we've got to stay in, let's go all out. The food and cocktail recipes you need, no matter the weekend plans. From date night to brunch, from pregame to midnight snacks, to self-care Sundays. The ebook can be purchased at theweekendcookbook.com. That's the W-E-E-K-N-D cookbook.com. As we step into the new year, we are all invited to reflect on what has been and reimagine what is possible in the days to come. The invitation to renewed agency and deeper resolve to live out how we see ourselves is baked into our new year, new me mantras and mindsets. Owning this momentum and selecting new ways to turn the page is a process of intention forming and embracing the inherent challenge of growth. At the core, we all approach this uniquely, but next steps are best taken when we're activated by the inner work of seeking to understand who we're becoming and what we can learn through challenges, past and present. Stacy Patrice captures these various stages of self-development in her work. This episode is a window into the pathways she has taken with clients and in community to connect people with the growth they seek. Listen to understand more about her work with Rebuild Foundation and beyond as she discusses projects launched and available even as closures persist. Here's my conversation with Stacy Patrice. I think that the Rebuild Foundation is just a just a corner of your world. So, what do you what do you have right now as far as interest in personal projects or what's happening uh, beyond that for you? By standard understanding, I would look like a spiritual guide or a coach to a person on the outside of my work, perhaps. Right, and so I believe I am those things as well. I don't really define all that it is that I do because I feel like it is living, it is ever changing. And I don't ever want to put myself in a place where this is all I can do. I truly see myself as a multifaceted person, a multi-potentialite, someone who is willing to go into new areas and navigate my way through and see if there's something I want to share with others. And so the artistic side of me is really strong. The healing artistry side of me is really strong but also there's a really deep side of me that is just really an educator and essentially a teacher at base. It's someone who wants others to know more so that they can make decisions that work for them. And whether that's, you know, homeschooling my son or whether that's being in a space where people are trying to learn something in a workshop, in a course, whether that is, you know, the clients that I have, you know, whether they are executives of companies or whether they are, Um, people who are looking to push their lives to the most powerful points, I allow who they are to be what the focus is on. We don't, we don't, you know, look at things as being fragmented and separate and we don't disassociate, right? We look at the whole person and say, who is this person? What are all the things they're made of and how can we help empower, you know, what it is that they feel deep in their heart and soul that they want to produce, create, be, exist as. And so that's really where my joy comes in. And that's really the work that I do. It shows up in a lot of different ways. So 
some of my work has been retreats. Uh, last year, 2019, I took a group of yogis who were mainly the yogis that I met through Soul Healing Yoga. And we went to Bali on a retreat for a week. And it was just wonderful to see how everybody came in and how everybody left and the transformations that were present, the exchange, the purging that happened. And Bali is one of my heart homes. I've been there three times and planning to go back as soon as it opens up and to just be able to share that with people and then also bring all of our curiosity to that place where the people who are there are benefiting from us coming over there and really engaging in their arts, engaging in their culture, their spiritual dominion. It was just really, really unbelievably beautiful. And I'm glad I did not wait another year for that retreat because it would not have happened. And we were headed to Peru this year uh, in April and I had to cancel that retreat. So that one got canceled, but there were, you know, I have a lot of ideas of what we can do in other places and allowing travel to be this kind of transformation and understanding if you just take a person as they are and drop them off in another part of the world, what comes up and then having programming and experiences around that to really help move that spirit forward. So that's one thing that I do. And I'm just constantly creating uh, courses and opportunities for people to experience. And whether that is, you know, kind of this talk therapy, whether that is we are actually somewhere doing something, working on creative projects together. The group that went to Bali, we created a documentary called Embody Soul, which can be found on my website. And that documentary was just speaking of the experiences that everybody had and using the people who were a part of it and using their POV to kind of put it together. In addition to that, um, doing uh, Black Divinity Meditation Day really gave a lot of people an opportunity to do something that they probably would not have done alone. And so we had over 100 people show up on a Saturday morning at like nine o'clock in the morning to sit in a room with a woman they did not know. It was a lot of people did not know me um, for an hour to meditate. And an hour meditation is long for most people, but there were people there who had never meditated before. And just the invitation allowed them to step into the room and trust and sit in meditation for an hour and see what happens. And it was so powerful. Um, and just those kind of experiences that I like to create. Courses online, we've done courses around ancestry and lineage. So it's really not one single lane. It's really about opening up what is the experience that people want to have? And how can I create something that keeps us all captivated? That's really what my joy leads me to do regularly. And so right now, without thinking about 2021 too much, I am currently working on an annual event called the Soul Healing Solstice. And this event happens on December 21st every year. And December 21st, the winter solstice in North America is the longest night, as some people call it, because it is when um, we get to more darkness than light, which is part of what's going on right here right now. <laughs> Keep inching towards that darkness. And so what I do is I have light bringers, people who are bathed, immersed in, initiated into the light, people who are able to keep that current of light going in their lives to be able to really talk about, speak about their teachings, share them, and who really are working with people on a regular basis as their service to us humans speak on that night. And as we all get together, we speak, we share. And so this year we'll do it virtually. We'll do it virtually this year. It'll be the first year doing this in the six years that it's been going on. And this particular year, it will just be about 
bringing the global soul healers together because there's so many people I've met in my travels and in, you know, doing retreats and conferences and workshops and different spaces that I just really wanted to bring us all together online and see if we can be of service as we celebrate moving into the next cycle. So. There's so many levels to, to who you are and what you do even in and outside of that. And I love that seamless flow of, how you see your personal vision for yourself and, and the projects you're working on and how those can intersect this direct community um, yeah. locally. Um, but then, you know, it seems like you have this almost unlock. It's like you, I, I, I just keep getting this picture of like, you like see the beauty in the labyrinth, right? It's like, it's like you, you don't see that like labyrinth or that jigsaw or that, you know, Rubik's cube is an issue. You see that like, like maybe the problem is the solution, right? The fact that people need it to be catered to their specific scenario gives them the opportunity to enter in. And for, for you, from what I'm hearing, I feel like I hear you say that that is energizing to you, that that activates you, that that isn't something that, you know, is off-putting or creates distance between you and people. It's just like, let's add that to the library of ways that we can open this world up to people and help them experience. I think that that is like a, that's a great gift to see that that way, but then to also to be able to carry it to action, which is the part that I think is the most essential. I think maybe just because of my personality is when we're going to do stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that on the, uh, on the internal side to be able to genuinely view people as, um, as solutions in their own scenarios, right. Rather than, you know, like you said, conundrums or problems to be solved. Um, yeah. That's helpful. Yeah, I tell people all the time that the things that present themselves as challenges are often just initiations into your unknown, right? So if something's really challenging to you, know that it's choosing you. Just know it. Don't question it. It's choosing your behind, okay? <laughs> it's not choosing everybody around you. It chose you. So just let it in and see what transformation takes place. Don't be afraid that you'll be different on the other side rejoice that you'll be different on the other side. Don't be afraid of what people would think about you. Start to peel back the layers so that they can see you accurately. Don't get into a rut of this is who I am. It's a box and that's all that exists. Get into the flow of maybe there's more I just haven't spent time looking at. Maybe there's more that I haven't given my attention. And it really comes down to what someone told me is that uh, in Japanese, I believe, is they said that challenge and opportunity is the same letter or the same symbol. And so that's how I look at it. It's like, yeah, it might be a challenge, but it has to, by nature, also be an opportunity. It has to be an opportunity. It wouldn't be challenging you if it were just to come in and wreck your life and walk away. Yes. <laughs> There's, there are no gotchas in our universe that are just waiting to snatch us and, and throw us into turmoil. We have to flip that, that, that idea or that concept on its ear and say, what is it trying to teach me? What is it trying to show me? What is it trying to transform in me? What part of me asked for this so that I could get somewhere that I've been really stubborn about going? And then once we understand that, we can get really into the process, see ourselves as a novice and, and allow more people to help us, which feels so much better than doing this by ourselves. It feels so much more connected when you realize other people have been initiated in the same way. You just didn't know them before. And now it's not trauma bonding, but it's challenge forming that has created these bonds with you and others that you realize we all made it through 
So I look at it like that. I look at it as a profound opportunity to expand and to just become more intentional about what it is that you're doing that you think is already well laid and perfect and challenge that idea and allow people to challenge that idea so that you can really know if you feel that way or not and not just make an assumption that because it is that way, that must be it. You're like really challenge, you know? Yeah, I love that. I think that that idea of trauma bonding, like I'm gonna be chewing on that, this idea of like trying to connect over, you know, what hasn't or why, why you're not gonna move forward and all these different things or why it won't be possible. And I think that that, unlocking that is is key that's super yeah. key and i i think that you you were really speaking to my soul there for a second this idea of opportunity and challenge like that literally captures the way that i think i straddle this seven and the eight on the enneagram uh because one's the enthusiast the seven right mm-hmm. for whatever reason whether to avoid pain or to experience pleasure right and then on the other side this idea of challenging to like have the authentic to ask the real question to arrive at a place where um yeah things can be critically constructed so that um moving forward right opportunity is possible and i think i just kind of shift between those two to say what do i have to do um, to experience and 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 how can i engage my world honestly in a way that that keeps me responsible and honest about that absolutely and in the classical yoga lineage um and also in you know psychology we speak sometimes of this as shadow work you know just having the ability to recognize that there are things that we're not paying attention to that will show up and sometimes at the most inopportune times we believe you know like we'll be exposed or we'll we'll say something and people will have a response to it that seems like it's going to wreck and ravage everything we've built and it's really forming a new foundation that you can stand more firmly upon right it's saying that you're not there anymore that level that you've been living at is not sufficient to support you and so because you're dragging your feet a little bit about creating something that actually will help you move forward and not sabotage your progress there are some things that are going to be shaken up and peeled away from you. And some of those things are crutches for you now, and you don't need training wheels or crutches. You just need to move on what you know. Move on your instincts, move on your understandings, use the knowledge you have, utilize the ways in which you have experienced life, what it has told you, what wisdom it has drawn through you, and understand that that's what's happening. That it's not simply this concept or this idea that you are somehow being punished for what it is that you chose. And I just did a sad thing on this one as well, you know, shadow work and choosing and unchoosing. These are all things that as humans, we have to experience as part of our evolution. It doesn't mean we have to struggle though. It doesn't mean we have to hold on to things where we're gripping them so tightly we can't breathe. It means that we have to understand that there's a flow even in things that make us appear to be, uh, you know, failures and realizing that that flow and, and that failure is part of that flow. So failure being a part of flow just simply means that didn't work so that this could, or that didn't work so that you could figure out how to work it a different way or whatever you know the unique chemistry might be, but it's simply allowing yourself to be in flow. And that feeling of flow is something that once you felt it, you seek it in everything. You just seek it in everything. Um, you just wanna be aligned with your highest. You wanna be aligned with your truth. I wrote a workbook about it called Soul Flow, which is available on my site as well. And that workbook, a lot of people just are like, I never thought about these things. I never really dug into these questions about myself in these areas of my life. 
And once I can see how I feel about them, once I can see what my true feelings are, then I am able to start to process differently. I'm able to make different choices and choose uh, different words to express where I am so that when I'm talking to people, I'm not talking from an old place, I'm talking from my current station. And so it's just really important to do our, do our inner work so that our inner landscape can, can be seen. It's not just inner, right? <laughs> so that we can start to draw that out so that people Hopefully can experience not, yeah. us. Yeah. You're listening to a joint album by Families and The Singing Company. You can listen to more music from Families on Bandcamp or on Spotify. Also, check out The Singing Company's full catalog on Spotify or Apple Music today. Based on your internal work and your 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 shadow work as you called it and this mm-hmm. idea of all of the things and, and ways that you find solutions even in what some people might call conundrums or whatever uh how are you planning out or where do you see your personal work in the next five to ten years um I mean, we're at 2020 from 2014 it sounds like when things were you know launched obviously <laughs> we don't know if there will be another crazy catastrophic experience like the one where we live in now but aside from those things where 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 do you see your work progressing or reducing and changing morphing and transforming in the next five to ten man i tend to not project that far out out loud because i really feel there's something in the forming of things and i could look up and next year that not be the direction i want to go i'm kind of fluid in that respect however some things are just a given or just are consistent based on how consistent things have been. And I definitely continue to see this work of healing happening and soul healing and self-love as, as I call it. But I also see a very strong thread of liberation also occurring. I think it's important to heal, it's important to love, but it's important to set that free in the world. And so a lot more creation um, I see it happening in some of the areas that I'm currently working in, whether it's media, whether it's, you know, having these creative experiences in different parts of the world, like making that more intentional, not just going somewhere to just enjoy it, but really let's, let's crank something out when we leave here. Let's make this about something bigger than ourselves. I definitely see that. I definitely see a lot of partnerships and collaborations. And I actually see there being some change in industries from this work. Um, and I can't say which ones are where I'm, I'm very perceptive and I'm observing a lot, but it's not necessarily fair for me to say that I'll be the one doing it, but I believe some of the work that is happening will influence some of the ones who are doing the work with me. That may be some of the ones to change some of those industries. I'll put it that way. (laughs) So, you know, just liberating myself from feeling like I have to do it all. And of course, you know, continuing to be the kind of spark that allows other people to experience what is most important to them, because we really need true diversity. And true diversity is everyone act as yourself. That's it. Just act as yourself. Anything that challenges you to be yourself, pay attention to it. And anything that cancels you being yourself, run away from it. But everyone act as yourself. 
everyone act as yourself and let's remove some of this suppression of who we actually are and just let those who most resonate with it be with us. And so I just see a lot more of that. And I don't know the shape or the form, but that's what I see myself honestly doing and helping people really get in that, that vein of, um, of flow, get in that vein of truth and honesty because there's too much that hasn't been addressed to single or narrow it, in my opinion. I mean, it can go absolutely any way at this point because <laughs> there's just so much that yeah. we've just been ignoring and sweeping under the rug. So who knows? But definitely something of that level. And I'm seeing strategic partnerships and making sure that whatever this is, is happening on a global scale and not just on a local scale. But I think Chicago is always going to be a great ground for growth and it's always going to be a wonderful place to, um, you know, essentially if nothing else, it is, it is the home of my work because growing up here, being from here and still living here, these are the kind of things that I've had to deal with. And so it's coming from an authentic place. I only serve my practice to others as opposed to what I read. And I think they should know it's what I've been through. It's what I've experienced and what being with others helps me to understand and experience. So more of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting another mental picture as like a gardener. I kind of am getting this picture of you like choosing practices and, you know, mindsets um, over like the, the principles seem way more important to project than the exact actions. Right. And I yes. think that like that is something that I resonate with in that I bring up that idea of gardening because I, I can, you know, I have, you know, three butternut squashes in the kitchen that we're planning on taking care of this week. Awesome. But like, I couldn't have told you that at the beginning of the season last year when I was starting to grow, right? Those are actually thoughts, things that I started inside, thought was dead, put in my compost, ended up having to redeem from my compost. So it's like these things that emerge, like I have fruit from that, even though I was planning on something else, right? I had all this space set aside for corn. So I think that that's super essential. And another principle to take with you is this idea of like, Project the principles, project your practice, project your consistency, maybe project the process, but don't put yourself in a position where you're going to say, I'm going to make this event occur because right. you, one, you don't know. Um, right. And then two, you might miss some. So it's right. like super essential, I think, to, to observe things in that way. And, and I think even for me, like undoing some of that thinking around needing to know um, and, and really coming back to what we said earlier around validation, because sometimes when I am very experiential or very challenging, right, to systems and regular routines, um, I, I do seek to validate, get validation from my family or why I might quit this job or why I might take this job or take this course or do this thing regularly. And seeking that validation might obstruct just that process. So I think that that is um, a very big, again, a whole word because it's, it's necessary to step away, I think, even from, I mean, what I was projecting by that question. So I, I appreciate <laughs> you answering correctly because, and when I say correctly, I mean like in a way that reveals to me something about me, right? Yeah. And I, I just like, that's just live learning right here. I always say that in class. Yeah. I was like, they just learned that in front of you. Like, right. that's live learning. So I just <laughs> no, learned that in front of all of y'all. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like self mastery and intention forming. And intention forming is the biggest part of my practice. Um, 
it's the idea that this is what I intend to do. This is what I intend to experience. This is what I intend to share and offer. And all I can do is look for the impact. I can't make it impact people. I can't make it involve people who are not interested and are looking a different direction. All I can really do is intend that what it is that I'm sharing is critically important enough that I'm going to take the time to produce it through its process and present it but it has absolutely no guarantees of how other people will receive it and how other people will feel about it or when they'll encounter it to be able to describe what impact it had on them. And that's the single-handed thing that I've experienced over and over again. I've met people who told me, you know, you, you were in a class with me <laughs> back in 2009 and you said something, you know, and it's just, you you sometimes you remember it and sometimes you don't but it's like the idea that someone could take something that you just in your flow decided to share and it's been a nugget they've held with them for all of this time you can't plan for that kind of stuff you can't make that stuff up it's either happening or it's not and so you just have to be so critically um cognizant of being in your zone and, and when you're in your zone, it just pours from you because you're in your zone. You spend time practicing and being in your zone. And what people get from that is what you had to give. And, and, and that's just that. That's just that. Well, Stacey, I, I really appreciate you being here. And I, I just am humbled that we were able to like get to this point and just take time from being in a sad saying to sitting with you now and, and experiencing almost like a solo one that's like quasi private but obviously yeah. will be you know shared at large um i think my biggest and final question is mm -hmm. when and where can people um you know kind of get get inside your flow or maybe be under your impact when can they Absolutely. hear from you thank you for asking that so for me the one place that is consistent for all of the things that i present or create is stacypatrice.com so it's just my name.com, stacypatrice.com is um, actually undergoing a little bit of construction. Right now it's up, but there's a new site that will be launching within the next several weeks um, before the solstice. <laughs> um, and typically from there, what people can do is they can go ahead and put their name in my email listserv. And what I do is I'm one of those people that I, I really value um, honoring people's time. And so I try not to send out emails when there's nothing to say. I don't want to reiterate the same thing 700 times. I get that we're all really busy. I also get that I'm really busy. And I get that when there's something to say, that is when it's time to speak. It's coming from an inspired place. So I don't send out an email every week at this point. But I do want people to know that if they are in my listserv and they put their information in, then when I do send out a newsletter, and it will talk about whatever is new and current. So that is the one place to like for us to really stay in tune. Also on Instagram, I am at Soul Yogini SP as one word, Soul Yogini SP on Instagram. And, you know, I share on Instagram, but if you're looking for a uniform, carefully curated feed, that is not me. I am sharing <laughs> what comes up on this path and I'm sharing it like I'm one of my students because I am. And, and making sure that I share a really authentic feed to what's going on with me as my life, in my life as a mom, as a soul healer, as an artist, as a person curious about life, exploring life, traveling, working with friends, dealing with friends. It's just, you know, fixing vegan food, working with plants. It just all comes up. 
And lastly, uh, the Soul Healing Satsang has been going on since the beginning of March when we went into quarantine. It's still going strong. It's happening every Sunday on the Rebuild Foundation Instagram page, which is at rebuild underscore foundation. That is their IG. I'm on there every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. So you don't have to be in Chicago to enjoy this. You don't have to you know, be active on Instagram, enjoy this, just come to Rebuild's Instagram on Sundays at 1 p.m. and there'll be a topic and you'll see me there and we'll do a satsang for about an hour and hopefully some gems, some jewels, some engagement and some tips is what you walk away with and just keep joining us, just keep tuning your instrument. That's what we're there for. So those are some of the ways that people can stay in tune and stay in touch. Also, we have the Soul Healing Solstice coming up on December 21st. So whether you find out about it through my email listserv or whether you hear me mention it elsewhere, that would be a great place to come and just kind of sit and soak with these light bringers on that particular day. And then as far as 2021, to be announced, to be announced. Awesome. Well, I hope we get some more information about some future travel i think travel is a definite passion of mine i would love to yeah get connected and and understand some of what you do as you as you see other places in the world but again stacy cannot say it enough but thank you for coming uh this was incredible thank you for having me this has been great and i really appreciate when people are open-minded and are able to kind of, you know, bring all of these elements together and start to understand that there is really a beautiful process at work for all of us. And it's just our sharing of it that really does inspire and draw people to it. And sometimes we make it look really easy for people and it's really complicated in the ways in which we evolve and transform. And platforms such as yours give us all an opportunity to understand that that's just the way it is and there's nothing wrong with it. And let's be more courageous about meeting our curiosity in that way. And so I thank you so much for having me here to speak. I appreciate it. It's been a great conversation. Want more exposure to Stacey Patrice? Check out her live weekly interactive satsangs on Instagram at rebuild underscore foundation starting at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can also connect with Stacy and her community of luminaries via stacypatrice.com. Donate and join the email list for updates and access to the vault of content available on her website. This episode concludes Season 1 of Curate Curiosity. We are going on hiatus to examine our process, enhance our model, and determine new ways to deliver content in the spring. Keep an eye on our Instagram for regular updates and subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on our newest episode releases. I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this was Curate Curiosity. Thanks for listening.